Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mixtape Mixtape Podcast Podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Mike. Each episode, we pick a topic and make you a mix. What is this week's topic, Julia? I guess it's 90s hip hop. in the heezy for sheezy? No, that wasn't a thing then, was it? Mike, you're know. too white. You can't say that. I can't, right? Uh-uh. I don't know. No, I don't I think so. We got to okay. do this as appropriately as possible. Yes, it's delicate. <laughs> this is a delicate matter, yes. 90s hip hop. Well, I want to be correct on the songs that we choose, the facts that you spill out, like oh, I'm not the appropriation. I'm, I'm, I have all, the, it's all hearsay. Everything's hearsay. I mean, who's really keeping track of us except for Tavis? Just Tavis and maybe George Pepe. But Is it bad that we know our listeners by name because it's all our friends and family? <laughs> you know, you got to do it for somebody. And I, right. think, I think I'm doing it. My compelling why for this podcast mm-hmm. is just to entertain like the six people I know that listen just because they're got friends it. of ours. And that way, when I see them on the occasions that I do, mm-hmm. they could look at me sideways and go... It's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) When are we going to get to that my favorite murder level, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think what we need is a, we need to have a cat. We need to have Dwight in here more. Oh, Dwight can't hang. He's out. Dwight can't hang. Bye, Dwight. Uh, We need to have something like that where it's like, Dwight want a cookie? And he's like, It's all cross-eyed. I don't know. Little dog fart. I've only heard, here's the extent of my favorite murder that I've heard. Mm -hmm. I heard one episode all the way through on my own. Uh-huh. But I've heard multiple episodes in the twilight haze of waking up in the morning and hearing it coming from my bathroom where Christina's getting ready. Got it. So I hear it there. And I can tell you, um, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan because if they want to take us onto their network, that's fine. Totally. <laughs> you are exactly that. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> per se. I think you have to be... A female who's scared of being murdered because I'm a I'm look I'm a six foot four white man I am not scared of being murders yeah. murdered anywhere and I understand that that's like a privilege thing. I think I you also it. have to be like no offense, Christina. You have to be a white woman. Yeah, right. you have to be a white blonde woman. Where are a white woman. At? You have to be a white woman <laughs> to enjoy it. I just caught up and I think I'm good for a while. Yeah. 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 But okay. um, we should talk about music. Yeah, probably. Not murder. And also, not judge other. The podcasts. offer still stands if you want to employ us. And give us a job yes. distributed on your podcast network, My Favorite Murder. We will, you know what? We're going to think about that long and hard. <laughs> I'm just saying. We'll take a meeting. We're going to take a meet. We'll take a meeting with your people and we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll bring Dwight. I think we're just this close to selling out like five nights at the, at the, uh, Palladium? At the Microsoft Center or whatever um, it is here in, 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 uh, in downtown LA. I think we could do that. It's really expensive production. Two laptops. Like, how would we ever do microphone. a live show? It like would be so be, boring. It would be the worst <laughs> live show ever. It would like, have, there's yeah. no point. Right. Well, we would have to bring Dwight and just have a Dwight cam that just follows <laughs> Dwight around the theater. That would be the best but, thing. Or, like, we'd have to have a guest. Right, yeah. And, like, it'd just be interviewing the guest. But even still, like, hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got faces mm-hmm. for radio, people. Let's well, some of us do, and some of us are devastatingly handsome in Sick a chiseled burn. kind of way. Okay, what's today's topic? It's 90s hip hop. Okay. This is. We both enjoy this a lot, although I know almost nothing about this genre hip- of Are we including music? 90s hip-hop and 90s R&B, obviously, right? Yes? I don't know if I'm going to play it. We'll see how it goes. Okay, because like you, you were a little, you were questioning on what you would be playing. Yeah. I just grew up more with, like, 90s R&B, so that's where I'm comfortable. Well, if, if the 80s were at the point where it was the point of inception and the first commercialization of hip-hop, right, and where it was branded and known, the 90s were definitely the golden age. Right. I mean, they have to be right. Even as a, and the only reason I know that is because I was not a fan of nineties hip hop and I became a fan of nineties hip hop because it was everywhere. Got it. Right. So, um, it had to be huge. Right. Because I mean, it had, yeah. And I think like I grew up on like R and B and stuff. And then by the time I got to be a teen, it became nothing but ska punk. Yeah. Alternative stuff. Right. So I never kind of went back to that. Yeah, no, I get that. And I kind of grew up always seeking out more college music or the original K-Rock when mm-hmm. it was like a, a program station in Pasadena, um, that type of it. And then it got kind of corporate. And so we were seeking out more, I guess now they'd be more indie or punk bands or ska bands or whatever at the time. But this was everywhere. If you had, ni- if you had MTV in the 90s, you saw some Weezer videos for sure, but it was these were the ones played on Brainwash Rotation. Yeah. It was, it was Wu-Tang and it was... Uh, you know, Cube and and uh, Cypress Hill and Nas and those and those bands. So uh, it's a little homage to that because that is definitely a huge factor in music. And now, whenever I'm having a bad day or I think about it on on my commute, I turn on K Day. I plug K Day. That's I listen the thing. To I listen to K Day a lot. I love the K Day Morning Show where it's all like, um, like it's a DJ and then things just like the way he. Um, Mixes the songs and yeah. it's Smash just ups, one like non. Oh, sorry, that's a correct term. I yeah. don't know, but um, yeah, it's just I love it. It just yeah. keeps me going in the morning. Yeah, and you know all the words and it's you know, yeah. it's comforting. Actually, uh, as a tangent, and yes. I'm just going to bring this up because we're on air live and we record live basically, um, go live to a recording. Yeah, we don't I'm like stop. how else do you record? Yeah, we don't stop to be like, oh, let's retake that. Typically, you know, true. Um, we don't edit a but, lot. Uh, yeah, we don't edit a lot. We probably should. I don't know but. if you know that, but we don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You know, what? that might be something we want, <laughs> want to look into is editing. <laughs> um, so uh, as Christina laughed, she's like, I edit a lot. <laughs> what are you guys are talking about? <laughs> um, so hey, what's up, big dude? With a look at that big dude with a Dodger hat walking by the window. Puppies. A lot of puppies out there. Oh, look, more puppies. Look at that. Mm. All right. Anyway, City of Anaheim is the home for Dodger fans and dogs, apparently. Uh, so anyway, um, there's a great morning show on 88.5. I don't get it a lot. Yeah, it's only it, when it I'm driving through Orange County. Out. Yeah. It goes in and out. But Nick Harcourt does the morning show on mm-hmm. it, who, uh, for those of you who don't know, did the morning show on KCRW for years. Morning becomes eclectic. And this morning... I, I discovered it actually on Saturday morning when I was going to that um, to the ska show. Um, back and, to the beach. Yeah, back to the beach. I was in a big truck. I had to take a scooter down there, and I was. I, it was one of the only radio stations that came in, and I fell in love with it. It's been on ever since because mm-hmm. all the music is different. It's all eclectic. They play everything from, you know, um, Bowie to, you know, I just heard. Um, 
uh, Roll- Henry Rollins and I was driving in. So I was like, oh, wow, this is like, there's no rules here. Yeah. This is pretty awesome. I miss stations like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's member supported. So it's like, it's like a membership thing. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm going to send them some money because I like it. You anyway. should play the first song and get this sure. party started. Y'all right? want this party started right? Y'all want this party started quickly. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, first artist I'm going to play is uh, Gangstar. Um, a lot uh, I, I think of the hip hop bands from that time or hip hop groups from that time. He's l- uh, not less known because he's well respected. But I think when you think 90s hip hop, you think, you know, Ice Cube or, or or Dre or whoever. But this song's called Work. And we'll talk about the origins of this when we get out of it. But this is Work by Gangstar. Hey, yo, I'm going to be on Tid Out. That's how my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'm going to start collecting props, connecting plots, networking like a conference. Because the nonsense is yet to stop. Jake, shake me down. Haters want to take me down. Break me down. Clap. All they heard was a sound. Yo, I scoped it out. I took your weak dream and choked it out. Your bitch don't really got no ass. She just so, Gangstar, what do you think? Um, didn't really strike a chord with me. Just yeah. being honest. Okay, that might happen a lot with this episode. It just, I'm, I don't connect a lot with this music. I enjoy it, but it just doesn't. Okay, so when we're doing the topic ideas for the thing, and I say '90s hip hop, and you go yay or yes or yeah. Yeah, I gotta let you have a topic. I'm not gonna choose everything. Just, maybe you just say, mm, not so familiar with that one. Maybe let's do something else. Like, well, I'm willing to accept the challenge. Okay. Well, here's... I probably here, wasn't paying attention when you played that song. Right. Too, so. Here's here's how um, here's how I got into Gangstar, which I got into Gangstar uh, just a few years ago because I was on tour uh, and I was going to Austin, Texas, and we were in this big motorhome, and they have a sleeping berth in the motorhome. I'm sleeping in the sleeping berth because I had just driven a bunch, mm-hmm. and it's the middle of the night, so uh, my homie Carlos is driving, and he he basically has to turn up Gangstar, who is his favorite, in order to kind of stay awake. And so what they can't figure out is how to turn off the speakers in the sleeping berth, so it's right by my head. <laughs> so I'm trying to fall asleep. And eventually I do fall asleep, but I have Gangstar in the entire night just blaring. And so when I woke up the next morning, I was like, they were they were, they were were still playing it. I'm like, oh, I know this. <laughs> like, You're I like, be- I dreamed I became, about this I became song. a fan. So uh, Gangstar made his debut in 1992. Um, really was one of the biggies of the day, no pun intended to Biggie Smalls. Uh, and uh, and had a, a slew of releases always known for his that monotone kind of gruff style mm-hmm. uh sadly died in 2010 uh from cancer so so r.i.p gang star and we will talk about the fake deaths that we had in the last episode later <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can talk about it now it's okay. well no i, I want to give it its own due because okay. it's kind of disrespectful okay so. we'll All leave right. it to the so end it's gangster what do you have what's what's your what's okay your i'm gonna start off I might be doing a lot of like women of hip hop. That's fine. Cause um, I got Lil Kim on my list. I got who else? Lil Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, Queen Latifah. Okay, that'd be, I, the, that'd be the next. That'd be like the big one you'd want to play. Who I right? absolutely love because Living Single was one of my favorite TV shows. So, but her hip hop career was like before that. Though, I know, yes. okay. but that's how I found out about her through watching Living Single episodes. Fun fact, never seen an episode of Living Single. It is so, so good. Fun fact, never seen an episode of Moesha. Fun fact, never seen... Motuva. 
No. Me to the no, never. Oh, yeah. Nope. Not the not f- in my not frick. even in my wheelhouse. So that would be the episode where you'd be like, I, I would say to you, Oh, okay, let's do that. <laughs> and I would have nothing in I think I um do. Living Single is on Hulu. You should watch it. It's amazing. It's a more realistic version of Friends. Oh, okay. And more um honest version of Friends. Um but this are you saying that Ross is disingenuous? I I'm want you to go on record saying that, that. Yeah, Ross. All the white people just turned off. They all said, know. you know what, Julia? F. Do you not like Rachel? Do not like Monica? You. Do not like any of them? You know what? You and I have that in common because I can't stand that show and mm-hmm. I never have liked it. So well, Unfortunately, like. Christina it's, just quit. She ex- I know. First of all, her head exploded. There's <laughs> crimson and matter all over the room and, she, and her, her corpse got up and walked out and yeah. was offended and lit itself on fire. <laughs> I was cool like when. Like the problem is that it's on TV a lot, so you just see it. Like the years friends when or, yeah, friends or living single. No, that's not on a lot. <laughs> anymore. But like on a lot friends, anymore. the only time I liked it was when Paul Rudd was on it, and even then, that was like an awkward. Shit, weird... Paul Rudd was on Friends. Yeah, he oh, did. I might watch Phoebe. it. I mean, he's as he's it as like vanilla a as a white guy as it comes. But why not? <laughs> it was like towards the end of the show, though. Hmm. Um. Anyways, this is Queen Latifah who is in living living single. Set it off. She could do know, it all. Oh, I know this I one. love Set It Off. I know this one. Um, she can act. She can rap. She can sing. She can do it all. And this, She can ride a Grand Prix motorcycle style in a street bike like she did in that one video. Anyway, go ahead. And that I don't know. Okay. She played, um, I think last year she played Gay Pride in Long Beach. She headlined. Mm. I think that was her. But um, the song is U-N-I-T-Y. Mm. U-N-I-T-Y. Classic, yep. Um, off of 1993's Black Rain album. So I'm making sure that. It's all in the night in the nineties. In the nineties, because a lot of these songs, like I know, like I know a lot of hip hop, and then I'm like, oh shit, that was two thousand, yeah. two thousand one, right? Like the DMX. I and, actually have one here, two thousand one, but I first heard it in nineteen ninety nine, so I'm playing it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> then how did it come out in two thousand one? If you heard it in ninety nine, I had a little demo because of the the band's partially from Long Beach, so oh, I had a little demo of that. Got it. Name drop. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna play U N I T Y. You and ITY, I like it. I like the yeah. song. Uh, I don't know that I'm a huge Queen Latifah fan because I think she crossed over pretty quick. Like she had a couple of records and then mm-hmm. became kind of like a, a TV star. Yeah. And more now she's like more of a mogul. Let's be real. I mean, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the, she's she don't had need the hip hop money. Yeah. When was the last time she had an album? Let me. I'm going to say it was at least ten years ago. Oh shit! Two thousand two thousand nine. What I say? What I say? Ten yeah, years ago. Yeah, you're pretty on. Damn. Damn, my pulse on the on Queen Latifah's neck right there. You are bad um, numero uno. I like that you picked a, a female artist in hip hop because Thank this you. this uh, this genre is that's kind of why I picked Lil Kim and I picked the raunchiest Lil Kim song I could yeah. find because I, I'm not gonna play it. I want you to play it if you're gonna play it if that's your thing. But um, I think this time was so dominated by the machismo. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call it? Uh, not misogynistic style, yeah. right? Uh, where, you know, it is what it is. It's the street. Matter of fact, um, 
1999, I saw the band Zot Mama. I don't know if you know that band. They're, uh, they're Senegalese um, rap singers and hip-hop artists. And they depict in their live act, they depict hip-hop from around the world. Uh-huh. And they talk about different styles, the French style and this style. And, that, and then they got to the American style. And all they said was, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> like, you know, and it made it sound so stupid. And yeah. uh, where. Is in America or the in New York the, origi- the birthplace, yeah, the birthplace of, of it. hip hop? And, yeah. and 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 I think realistically that's why it is machismo like that because yeah. it's just all it is is just dissing dissing the guy across the across the battle from you. You know what I mean? So yeah, and I think that's where it started, and then there's just. It's evolved so much into right. so many different little niches. Like you have your political, social, sure. like. Um, Black Star, you know, yeah, very yeah, right. socially aware. Well, KRS One, Boogie Down yeah. Productions, and a lot of those. You have a that, lot of these female f- female rappers that are dirty and can be as sure. dirty and nasty as the dudes can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I awesome. you know, so all my artists will be male just because that's they're they're all kind of like. I don't, I don't know. I think they're, if you're talking about 90s hip hop, there's definitely, it's like talking about 60s rock and roll and not playing you know, yeah. the Beatles or not playing the Rolling Stones. Yeah. There's certain artists you absolutely have to play. Yeah. This guy's one of them. Um, this is Ice Cube. And we were talking about K Day earlier. If you listen to K Day and you don't like Ice Cube, you are in a world of hurt. <laughs> just, it's like three, three songs an hour, every hour. Yeah. But this one is called No Vaseline. I love, oh, I Jesus. love, <laughs> I love this song. Because he lights up everyone in this song. He lights up Dre and MC Ren, obviously Eric Wright, Easy E, he mm-hmm. he uh, uh, Yella. He rep- he just blows everybody up. So uh, no Vaseline from from uh, Ice Cube's um, first solo record after he left NWA. And uh, no Vaseline here it is. And now I see you on a video with Michelle looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming, that's why I went solo and kept on stomping. While y'all motherfuckers move straight out of Compton. Living with the whites, one big house, and not another nigga in sight. I started off with too much cargo, drop four niggas, now I'm making all the dough. White man just fooling. The niggas with attitudes, who you fooling? Y'all niggas just phony. I put that on my mama. See, I actually, I really liked that. Uh, for me, like it had a lot of high energy yeah, and right. it was super like upbeat where a lot of hip hop for me tends to be very slow. It can be. Yeah. It can be very slow. Especially nineties hip hop. Cause there's a lot of the West coast uh, yeah. style, the G funk style, mm-hmm. which I, I definitely want to play a Warren G song, which is definitely more mellow. Yeah. Which you know? I, I like, but sometimes it's just too mellow and you just right. want something like that, that's a little more upbeat and I guess pop yeah, and based. Man, Cube just, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about just angry and spitting in that. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably not the first, I'm mean, clearly that's not the first rap battle ever, but that is the first, I think that's one of the first most memorable diss songs that was out. And mm-hmm. I mean, to, to light up your entire crew that you were with before and put it out there on wax and have it be very successful. I mean, yeah. that album was very successful for, for Cube. So I got the opportunity to see him a few times and Ice Cube's always entertaining. What I don't like about Cube now is that, uh, man, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's a far cry from this to, um, to you know whatever whatever are it is. Are we there yet? Are we there exactly? Ugh. I was I was trying to think of the name yeah. of the movie and seeing it on. And I get it, man. It's chase that chase the paper. I mean, I get you're going to get way more money doing a film yeah. like that. 
But, dude, for me, nothing beats this part of Cube and then all the way up to, like, uh, Friday. I mean, I think Friday is one of the best movies ever. Yeah. It's, it's, a, you know, classic, it's a classic, hilarious. Classic, even classic, like, California-based right, yeah. absolutely, movie. Absolutely. Southern California-based And you know what's funny is I work with a, a, a bunch of, like, pasty white dudes that are older, mm-hmm. and they know that movie. Like yeah. that's what it's like. They quote that movie, which mm-hmm. is which is pretty amazing to have a crossover like that. But anyway, so what lady of rap do you have next? I am going to do. I'm actually just going to do the Fujis. So guys are okay. allowed in this. They are a pretty seminal, like hip hop group. Sure. Um, that you know, it's Lauren Hill. It's Wycliffe. Wycliffe. It's um, what's so the many other guy's people. Name? I always um, forget the other guy. Uh, there's those three that were the major ones, right? Though Wycliffe, Proz, um, Proz, yeah, Proz yeah, is Proz. the other one. Yeah. Um, and they became famous with "Killing Me Softly." Right. Um, like that was a huge movie, or. It was it, a song for a movie, right? No, they shot it like a movie. They shot Killing Me Softly like a movie, the video got for it, it, it got like got a it. film, which was really cool. It, it it always presented like it was a soundtrack to something. Yeah. But um, I love this song, Fuji La, yeah. and you get great hip-hop mixed with, like, and even Lauryn Hill, great hip-hop vocalist who can even sing. Yeah, right. So you get a good mix of all of that. Well, yeah, and that Miss Education album, I mean, that was I just know. huger than huge, right, when that yes. came out. So that was so huge, she didn't have to make another one for a very long, very long time. <laughs> or, yeah, or, you know, she has the right to show up two hours late to a concert. Yeah, exactly. Not really, though. Yeah, no, I I like that record. Mm-hmm. I like the record all the way through. I like the way it's produced. Um, Wyclef produced that, and I, you know, I got to say that uh, at his time, there's really, I mean, he's one of the best working producers of that time. Yeah. You know, so and his his Carnival record, I think, is absolutely amazing. That came out a little later, but very very cool. And then. They have some disc records between those that group too, so you know it's like, yeah. it's like everybody has a little fallen out. It didn't end well. It didn't end well. And speaking of things that don't end well for groups, uh, this group, if they reunited fully today, despite all the members who are dead, <laughs> um, they uh, they probably could do. I don't know. Name their price on a show. This is the Wu Tang Clan. You can't have '90s hip hop without the Wu Tang Clan. So. Um, this one is called Protect Your Neck, uh, and it is absolutely essential. It's probably the first or second most well-known single that they have, and we'll talk about them a little bit after, but here is Protect Your Neck by the Wu-Tang Clan. Of a hellraiser, raising hell with the flavor. Terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan. Swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider Man. So all tick tock and keep ticking. Well, I get you flipping off the shit I'm kicking. The Lone Ranger, cold wet, danger. Deep in the dark. It's gonna sound like the most white guy response, but I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
You know what's funny is that when it's Wu Tang, yeah, you know, like right, yeah, and and with Wu Tang, it's it's, there's this such a unique flow to so many of the guys that are in it, and I think it's kind of a direct response to like, um, I don't know if you're a student of hip hop, which I am not. uh, Really, (laughs) I'm not. Yeah, no, (laughs) I'm not, Mike. (laughs) But they, uh, you know, I think if you look at something, or if you look at there's there's kind of a couple of lines that are drawn in the sand with hip hop. One of them is definitely when Dre and like that G funk West coast thing came out. This was kind of a response to that. I think the, every, all the styles were so cool. Like they all had to had their own persona and you knew each player when he took his turn, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So Rizza, Jizza, old dirty bastard, or big baby Jesus, RIP. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the RIPs are man, ghost face killer. I yeah. mean, there's, each guy you can pick out individually and say, yes, I know who that is. And I bet that if you if you were a kid and had you had your guy, you know, it was like uh-huh. a baseball team where it's like, that's my guy. Yeah. So you're like, I'm a RZA guy or I'm a Jizza guy or I'm mm-hmm. a Redman guy or whatever. Who each had their own amazing careers Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Like, a Method Man had a, had a big career also as an actor. Uh-huh. I mean, he appeared in the movie Garden State and in several other films. Uh, he was in The Wire. Um uh, yeah, he was in the he was in Garden State. He was the guy. Remember when they go uh, they go to the hotel, the Peep Hotel, and uh, they have there's people like looking in the rooms, and he he basically says, "Who here just saw some titties?" And Natalie Portman has to raise her hand reluctantly. Mm. I uh, I turned that movie off. Oh, did you? Yeah, because huh. I had just seen. That's when Eternal Sunshine came out. Right. Which I think is a great film. I, I really like that. It's yeah. a beautiful movie. Yeah. That one, Lost in Translation, came out. Why is Meet Me and Mod Talk not a name for a major band? Like, that would be the best name that for would an be emo really band. Good. Right? Yeah. I mean, so I'm copywriting that. That's going to be when Your emo, new band? When emo revives, I'm going to have a Meet Me and Mod Talk band. Oh, it's back. Is it? Well, I mean, there's emo nights, but. I don't think there's any newer emo bands. I think people just go back Chris to Chris Caraba, call me. Let's co- let's collab on this. Let's do. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Bite me, Bambi can do an all emo. Bite me, Bambi cover emo album. set. Yeah. starring Chris Caraba on vocals. What? <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So Wu Tang, Wu Tang. <laughs> I'm going to Mike. Put your hands down. Mike's okay. doing the yeah. the Wu Tang signs. Um, I'm going to change it and do some. Include some men in here because there okay. aren't a, a lot of female there really aren't hip-hop. a lot, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do DMX. Yeah, oh. stand up. Yeah, love is stand voice. Up. Yeah, this is Rough Riders anthem. Uh oh, it's a classic. You've heard it. You've heard it, people. <laughs> I, Turn I hope you've heard it. Up. I don't. I don't want to try to be like that. I'm this hardcore hip hop fan right. where I'm playing deep cuts. We're playing stuff. I don't think that any everyone of us are does. playing deep deep cuts, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I, you, know, you have to have heard this music, people. Yeah, if you haven't heard "Protect Your Neck," I don't, and you're a hip hop fan, then oh uh, shit. Bye. Uh, bye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's Rough Riders. Okay, I've heard it a hundred times. I remember that being on MTV Everywhere. and like watching it. It was like every, every yeah. probably every twenty minutes. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what MTV's algorithm was for playing hip hop back 
in those days. But it was like, oh, we don't really have a dedicated hip hop show anymore, but we do have all day during the day where that's all <laughs> we play. I remember hearing that song mm-hmm. and like Hard Knock Life, like uh, the, the Jay-Z thing, uh, Jay-Z track. I remember hearing those so much, you know, because I used to work nights, so I'd be up, like I'd be in the middle of the day watching MTV, and that's what would come on. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what can you say about DMX, you know, other than... I love his voice. Yeah. I just love that scruffy... Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Um, I'm going to slow it down because you were saying something about slower music. I actually... The Ghetto Boys, uh, we played before on the show. I like the Ghetto yeah. Boys a lot. Flashback to our Halloween episode? To our Halloween episode, yeah. yeah. Mama does play a trick, on me. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, this one, Ghetto Boys, is actually from uh, one of my favorite movies ever, which coincidentally is a very white film. Somebody <laughs> who is a great fan of hip-hop, mm-hmm. and, and this era of hip-hop especially, is Mike Judge. If you ever watch anything that Mike Judge does, there's always hip-hop music in it, from Silicon Valley now to even King of the Hill. To There's always mm-hmm. an element of that. And this one was in my favorite Mike Judge movie, Office Space. Yeah. So, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. If you are Michael Bolton driving in your car in traffic and you see the guy panhandling, the black guy panhandling, He's he's got the gangster rap, just he's screaming at the top of his lungs, and then when the guy walks by, he slides over and locks his door. <laughs> Love it. But uh damn feels good to be a gangster oh, by the ghetto boys. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth, cause real gangster ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a hot cap. Showing all his boys I was shot him. But real gangster ass niggas don't flex nuts, cause real gangster ass niggas know they got him. And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster Cause gangster-ass niggas think deep Up 365, yo, 24-7 Cause real gangster-ass niggas don't sleep You know you've heard it. Oh, everyone's heard that song. Yeah, that's or like... you've at least heard the damn it feels good to be a gangster right. part. And yeah. that's what you think of when you think of hip-hop. Yeah, people. well, one of them, yeah. I yeah. think if you are if yeah, if you have no experience with hip-hop, you have that experience. Yeah. <laughs> and it's from them uploading the software to, to steal the... To steal the uh, the 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 fraction of a cent or whatever it is, and isn't that also when they're smashing the thing in the field? Or Probably, is it, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, they already paid for it; they could use it, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So, Ghetto Boys, uh, Bushwick Bill, who is the little person in the band, uh, which is always funny. He no. Oh, today he it Wait, was announced that today? he has um, like stage four. <gasps> oh snap! Pancreatic cancer or something, and oh. he's he's not gonna make it. Well, anybody with yeah. pancreatic. Oh man, it was, it was stage that was four today. That was announced. I, I saw wow. it today. How how ironic is that? That of all the bands who pick the pick the yeah. other boys for I'm that. I'm gonna let me look. Because it, uh, well, the Ghetto Boys, uh, so Bushwick Bill, Scarface, and Willie D, uh, produced by Rick Rubin. So uh, you don't really get much better as far as at that time mm-hmm. doing hip hop. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Today, uh, diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Oh man, that really sucks. Yeah. Bushwick Bill, man. <laughs> and he's young. Great band too. So, well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, hey, uh, go out and listen to a get, get a yeah. few get listen a voice to, tracks. Just listen to, to it on Spotify. Try to push something towards that because yeah, that he's or go out and buy the go buy. Who knows? They probably still maybe they still get the royalties for the CDs. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. All yeah, right. it's sad. Yeah, well, that's from Everyone's the Uncut Dope old. record, or for obviously from the from the Office Space soundtrack. If you are so inclined. <clears throat> 
So there you go. <laughs> if you take your hip hop in small doses. If you take it you. in very small doses and want to have Michael Bolton references. And there you go. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to play Lil' Kim. Yeah, why not? Lil' Kim is... Are you going to play Queen Bish? Yes. Yes, that's a good one. So like Lil' Kim looks a lot different now than how she used to, mm. and I think it's a shame. Oh, I almost spit out my cider. You are so right. I yeah. looked her... I did not... I had no idea, world. It's, Internet it's, world, I had no idea. Please do this, but have an empty stomach. Go and look at a before and after a little yeah. Kim. It is frightening. It's it's really sad because I think she's lightened her skin. Yeah. And she's gotten a nose job yeah. and just tons of plastic surgery. And I, I just, it's similar to Michael Jackson. It's just, well, he's a monster, but it's right. well, sad that... She does not molest children or rape them or no. try to cover it up. But it's a shame that as a person <laughs> Christina just color, looked at, look at her yeah, face. Oh, my God. That you have to... That you experience that and you feel the need to make that change, you know, yeah. for whatever reason, to make yourself beautiful or to, uh, or appealing. I don't know. But well, and, it's her nose, though, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, her nose. Uh, no, it's it's freaky looking. Yeah. She, um, little thing about little Kim, she she actually, Lil, Lil sorry, Lil Kim, she was actually, you know, discovered by... Uh, by um, a notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. So and, and working in a store, like yeah. she was a working at a I don't know Macy's or something like that, <laughs> Bergdorf's or whatever. And because yeah. she always like she had such great style too, right? Like so iconic for um, her little titty dress that she wore right, at yeah. the VMAs like in the nineties with the shellfish right, yeah, yeah. over the boobs. Like loved it. Yeah, she and was I, great. I, I think. He, I think he actually convinced her because of her style. Like, look, I think if you have any flow at all, you'll be good at this. And it turns mm-hmm. out she was very good at it. Yeah. So uh, let's hear it. I okay. like that song. Do we already say what it was? Yeah. Queen Bish. Yeah, Queen Bish. If Peter Piper pecked him, I bet you Biggie bust him. He probably tried to fuck him. I told him not to trust him. Lyrically, I dust him. Off like pledge. Hit hard like sledgehammers. Bitch with that platinum grammar. I am a diamond cluster hustler. Queen bitch, supreme bitch. Kill a nigga for my nigga by any means, bitch. Murder scene, bitch. Clean bitch. Disease free, bitch. Check it. I write a rhyme out in your mouth like Eminem's. Roll with the mafia. Whoa, dude. That's yeah. not. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold up, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. <laughs> you make me want to put my hands up and bruh. Wow. That's, he looks like, he looks like a white dude from the Midwest. Yeah. This can't be him. This it isn't is. him, is no, it? No, it's him. That is Sammy Sosa. It's really oh, sad. Oh, shit, dude. How do you do that to your, wow. I don't understand it. He's so successful he and like famous Sam. for, as a baseball player, like, why do you need to do that to yourself? Okay, let's get reaction. Reaction. Okay. I'm ready recording. Ready? You're ready recording? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so a few things happened while we were yeah. playing that song. Wow. Um, we looked up photos of Lil' Kim. Yes, which I, I knew about that. I can't imagine seeing her in person because she's like a little small. She's like, tiny. And now, oh, that's weird. It's like Dolly Parton or something. It's like, almost, she kind of has like a Charo. Yeah. Look. Yeah, right, right. Catwoman. Like that cat lady. Like that cat lady with all the plastic surgery. Yeah. Everyone, go, like go. I mean, all five of you who are, let's let's really increase the numbers <laughs> on this and look at the before and after for Lil' Kim. We can start a group chat if but, you want. Um, also, what I just flipped out about was 
Look up the before and after of Sammy Sosa. Yeah. If you are um, if you are of my age or or younger or a baseball fan, you know about the big race between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire getting to whatever seventy one. Oh, I forgot runs. all about it. Just clicked who Mark McGuire was. Right. I forgot. So all about that was him. in nineteen ninety eight, and I only know yeah. that because I happened to be on tour with the Aquabats, and I was in St. Louis when Mark McGuire beat that. Beat Got that it. record, yeah. so I remember that vividly. Mm-hmm. But man, Sammy Sosa looks frightening. Yeah, and again, I don't want to. I can't even begin to understand the psychology of right. being a person of color and feeling the need to yeah to acclimate a, or right. assimilate even more to the point of lightening. Well, your skin. okay, you are a woman of color. I am, right? but so I'm w- light skinned. I understand that, but would you? Would you? Do you like the same thing of Sammy Sosa doing that? Is like you saying, "I want to be a blonde." You know, I think. As an adult now, I wouldn't, but I can see it if I were a kid. And I think lately over the past few years, there's been a lot of, um, or I've, I've found groups that, or it's nothing about positivity for being who you are in the skin you're in. Yeah. So I don't feel that way anymore. And especially like now, um, oh, I forgot that Mexican actress's name. She's like very Indian, um, Anyways, whatever. There's just a lot more acceptance of you loving yourself as you are. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it the Sammy Sosa thing? Like, hey, dude, uh, I'm a multimillionaire and I just hang out around white people now all the time. And so, so I got to look like them. I don't understand. Okay, wait. But Sammy Sosa wants to set the record straight uh-huh. on what's happening. I think Julia should read it. He wants everyone to know that no matter what, you may have heard, and despite seemingly incontrovertible photographic evidence to the contrary, he has not become a gay vampire. <laughs> I don't know. He kind of looks like a, a pasty him, gay vampire from the Midwest. You like, put him next to uh, uh, Tom Cruise and, yeah, and yeah. Brad Pitt. Right. He And he fits in. Uh, like. Oh, man. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's sad. people, just choose your heroes carefully. Like, yes. you know, wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, good to know. Uh, that's good and good choice. Little kid yeah, was a good choice. You. Topic thank of conversation. Like it, like it. I'm gonna bring it back to like more of the hip hop music part. Oh, is that what right. we're doing here? Yeah, right. Not yeah, judging we're celebrities. We're not gonna judge celebrities. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do a little bit more of the hip hop piece. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, the band The Roots. And for those of you who Christina actually, and I only bring this up because Christina didn't know. Uh, but yes, the Roots were a band before they were on um, Jimmy Fallon. So before they were his house band, they were an actual working hip hop band. Okay, she did not appreciate that. Well, comment. I think I don't think it was she. I, okay, now I'm just speaking for you, but I don't think that that this is. I don't didn't mean it offensively. I said they were from the '90s, and she that's what it was. It was like I I said I didn't know they were an '80 a '90s band. a '90s band. Yes, they to are me definitely. they're a. 2000s group. No, they, uh, I mean, obviously, this is their big crossover record. Mm-hmm. Or this came out, it's uh, it's off of Things Fall Apart. It's featuring Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Um, and it's really great, but I think it's their first real big crossover hit that they had and really featured them as these innovators in hip hop. Again, play all their own instruments and mm-hmm. Quest Love in this particular record. We're probably not going to get to play it just because we only play about 30 seconds of the record. But if you l- listen to the playlist, there's a part, and in the late 90s, a lot of bands were doing this where they put like a breakbeat uh, 
where they basically sample or they play a record, and yeah. it's the breakbeat sound of these drums. And Questlove's actually playing it. It's not like it, he's such a great drummer. It's that he's he's like a clock, and he could play it, uh, something that would usually have to be sampled. But this is You Got Me, uh, kind of a slow uh, jam for The Roots. I appreciate them for the fact that they are not only musicians, but they're artists. Yeah. Like they, they have the full full package. And we talked about it earlier in the episode, but they were you're talking about mindful hip hop versus just calling somebody out yeah. and which this came out in the nineties, so or the ninety I'm gonna say ninety nine, maybe it came out in ninety eight, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um it it came out at that time. After this we still had Eminem. We still had a whole slew of these more ego driven rap battles. But this uh-huh. is so all the stuff they do is so intelligent. There's so many great bands that were like that that did hip hop like this, you know, so mm-hmm. really cool and produced. I mean, it's such a slick production. It's just a really, really, really cool song. And you could see why it was a pop hit, you know, cause it had a great hook, whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what do you got next? Um, I think maybe not, uh, what I like about a lot of hip hop is that it speaks true to the world that these people, artists live in and came from. Yes. And things, daily experiences. You write what you know, for sure. You write what you know. And I think maybe to a lot of people, that's why they don't understand hip-hop, because they don't live in that world. Sure, yeah. And um, that could be my experience with it, too. Like, I just i am not familiar with a lot of things that go on. But um, a band like Public Enemy... Oh, yeah. Who I'm about to play. I know they came out like 80s, right? Well, initially, but yeah, I mean, they had a career well into the 90s for sure. So I'm picking obviously a 90s song. They still have a career. I mean, you know. Yeah. But again, very socially aware and conscious in their lyrics, as well as making it as gangster as possible, but speaking the truth as well. Well, and let's be real. I mean, at that point. At that point in time, in in the late '80s of hip hop, mm-hmm. you had KRS One and you had Chuck D that were really, oh, not sirens. Pause uh, for sirens. It's a siren break. Siren break. Remember when we used to drink a lot of cider on the show? I still drink cider. Huh? I know I finished mine before, but we still got to get a sponsor. Cider work sponsor. On that. I like Golden State. That's the one I like mm-hmm. right now. It's a pretty good one, and we use it a lot. The Ginger Grass Hard Cider is pretty good, but any any of their products are good. Golden State, hit us up, man. What up? What up? What up? We need to tag them in this episode. Tag Golden State. Absolutely. Because yeah. you know what they need? They need the street level, and that's where we are. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Go um, on. Public Enemy. But yeah, I mean, let's, you know, you think about it, and, and really KRS-One uh, from Boogie Down Productions and uh, Chuck D., probably the two most intelligent, you know, writers of the time. So, um, and both of them about social conscious and and awareness, any public enemy record, any BDP record at that time, all socially aware. I mean, any, look, 911 is a joke. That's exactly what I'm going to play play. Okay. Didn't even know that, but 911 is a joke. 
a great social commentary about don't get sick in my neighborhood because yeah. no one's going to come. Yeah. Right. And then KRS one, his most famous thing you must learn is probably his most famous one talking about mm-hmm. educate yourself and you, you know, and I know we were joking about my favorite murder earlier, but they talk a lot about the undead, a lot about people who police forget about. Oh yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Police don't react to sure. who they just don't care about. And these are probably neighborhoods that And a police force I watch a lot of cop shows and real cop dramas and uh documentaries about that. Uh and you know, when you look at it it's like, oh, we're just underserved. We don't have enough people to, to service that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Partially is you just don't care. Uh, yeah. Partially you is could. you can't you, you could, could fund. Because that's where all the action is going on, is yes. right there. Yes. Right. So anyway. So anyways, 9-11. 9-11 is not a conspiracy 9-11 theory. is a joke. All Wrong right. podcast. <laughs> this is nine one one is a joke. Public enemy. I dialed 9 a long time ago. Don't you see how late they're reacting? They only come and they come when they want to. So get the more truck and then bomb the corner. They don't care because they stay paid anyway. They treat you like an ace that can't be betrayed. I know you stumble with no use people. If your life is on the line, then you're dead today. Late comers with the late comers, stretcher, that's a body bag in disguise, y'all, I'll bet ya. I call them body snatchers because they come to fetch you with an autopsy ambulance. Yeah, I'm, but that's a great one, and that mm-hmm. was a great video, too. I mean, Public Enemy had great graphics on their records they had their videos were all great mm-hmm. and you know you have such a serious militant presence with the with the dancers that are soldiers basically and uh you know um and then you have the clown that is flavor flavor is a clown let's yeah. be real he's the clown figure in that and man that combo cannot go wrong the ones the straight man with the with but like the, you with watch him rap too in that clown uh-huh appearance like kind of goes away but yeah obviously now we have the mm. flavor 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 flame. yeah yeah no i think that's a great choice um thank you i mentioned earlier that i was going to play a record that i got in 1999 um it really didn't come out to 2000 but man it's good and once I'm a year it. i'm gonna play it anyway who cares um uh, it's basically uh the new resurgence of a lot of these underground hip-hop at the time Probably consisted of this band and like maybe Most Def or Doctor Octagon or the you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Del what were you saying, Blackstar? Uh, Gangstar, but Gangstar. Uh, oh, but he was a little earlier. But um, but you know Doctor Octagon or or uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, mm-hmm. um, you know who who went on to work with uh, uh, what's it called Gorillas, but. Uh, this band is really influential in Los Angeles, and so that's how I got it. I got a copy of it because I knew somebody at Bionic Records that had a demo of it or whatever, and I it was able to dub it. <laughs> so cool. uh, this is a Jurassic 5 featuring uh, Charlie Tuna Fish from, uh, from Ozo Motley. And uh, we played Ozo on the show before, and mm-hmm. I don't think the band's ever been the same without Charlie. And now what's weird is they're reuniting. Uh, they're playing a lot of shows, and it's like special appearance by... Charlie oh, Tuna. So weird. Um, this so is the influence. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they, hey, why fight it when you know when that was your best? You know. Yeah. Their best. Ozomodley's best lineup was with all the current members of Ozomodley and Charlie Tuna Fish and Cut Chemist. Without mm-hmm. those guys, you know. Anyway, but here is the influence by. Oh, and Cut Chemist is also in this band, so that's good. Here's the influence by Jurassic 5 off of Quality Control, kind of like their demo. Yeah, 
then crush your confidence like plastic condiments Build you up to break you down like forgotten monuments The question is this, will they return with the hot shit or keep it on the low? Yeah, and for you confused bastards, tune of the blues masters Quick to grip the mic, cruise fast and sound clash And critical mass, pitiful blast and been deflected Hypodermic vocals like plastic That was great <laughs> People, like, people love Jurassic Pi- 5 yeah, People I love who Jurassic like 5. Jurassic 5, like, love Jurassic 5 The flow is great, the beats are always yeah. like that And you got a guy like Cut Chemist really making those beats and producing and it's yeah. it's he's he's outstanding i mean he's like outstanding cool at what he does mm-hmm. yeah so uh yeah they're uh to be honest i i haven't i don't know anything about their breakup or or what happened i'm assuming they did because i haven't heard any jurassic mm-hmm. five stuff um but uh that'd be interesting to research and i will do that I okay think. i want to report on my desk okay. on monday new probably i want 500 words on the demise of jurassic five college style monday Single spaced, uh, sir. <laughs> that would take me like days to write a one page or five hundred words. I can't. I can't write. I think papers. I do. No, my thing is I'm exactly the opposite. I would write five thousand words and I would reduce it. Mm. I could just go and just shit would come out, and then yeah. I'd have to eliminate half of the shit no. and it'd be down to twenty five, and then I'd have to edit that. Like I was a project based person. Like mm. put together a campaign for this movie and like. In a heartbeat, I can come up with a bunch of stuff, but papers, I cannot write. Hmm. Okay. Hated college. Anyways. Or they can verbally v- vibrate your track. <laughs> Sorry. That's Pro a lot tip. of the song. <laughs> um, okay, so my next jam is a female-fronted hip-hop group, Salt and Peppa. They're here. Famous for a lot of, I think, 80s songs. Are they, or are they famous for a reality show that they did? I've never seen the reality show. I've so. only seen one episode, and I thought it was good. I wanted to see more, but I didn't have cable at the time, so what are you going to do? I'm sorry. It's a bummer. They're really friends in real life. There you go. That's all you need to know. I know. know. Right. Cinderella, Spinderella, too? Oh, yeah. Spins in it. I, I think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that part. Um, Best name for a DJ ever, though. Spinderella? Hell It'd yeah. It'd be better if it was a gay man, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Am I right, gays? Am I right? <laughs> right to Mike at... I'm just asking. Ooh. I'm asking a question. Um, so this is Sexy Noises Turned Me On. Ooh. and Oh, look at you. Wow. I know. They're just good. Mm. Like they're, mm. And again... It's getting hot in here. Women can do exactly the same thing as men can do, like in the hip-hop. Anything you can do, I could do better. They think it's exactly <laughs> like that in this song. <laughs> totally the same. Oh, you're good. Yes, I got. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all that's all sexy. It's too hot and humid in I here know. for that. Mike, put your shirt back on. I'm just saying it's all sultry. <laughs> it's awfully sultry in here. But I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Hey Mikey, he likes it. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Never heard that before. <laughs> all your entire childhood life? My entire childhood, yeah. Hey, what's your kid's name, Mike? You mean Mikey? Hey, Mikey. Shut the fuck up, dude. I want to be the first guy to say this. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. You know what? Fuck you. There, done. <laughs> Let Mikey try it. He'll eat anything. He'll eat anything. I know. Oh, God. God. Oh. Anyway. That's We're all amazing. all over the place today. I know. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I like the song. Yeah. I still think Spinderella is a better 
gay man DJ name, but that's okay. That's fine. I think I, we saw them um, maybe like a year or two ago at some 80s fest. Oh, was that the one you went to in England? No, it was the one in Anaheim oh, oh, at the oh, Honda oh, Center. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Tone Locke was there, too. Tone Locke. Tone Locke, whatever. Tone Locke? And he was like... Like, is he Scottish? <laughs> Where am I over 50 crowd at? And like... They're like, Yarrr. yeah... It was it was really sad, but they were good. Um, oh, Tone Look, I guess he's eighties though. He's eighties. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyways, yeah. go on. Cole Medina. That would be good. All right. Well, um, we didn't play any Dre on this episode. There's no. a lot of near misses, and I'm not going to play Dre just because I think that's a real obvious choice. I mm-hmm. he I don't think. To be honest, I don't think Dre has a bad record. I, I think they're all pretty good, but uh, all the ones I've heard anyway. But uh, this one Dre produced, but it is Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. the first record. I mean, dude, Doggy Style, does it really get any better than that at that time? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is Gin and Juice. You've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard it. Okay. But that's why. You've heard it. You have heard it. Here it is, Gin and Juice featuring a very young. Very lanky and svelte <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog Wog. Still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on, and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't love them hoes. Yeah. So we gon' smoke a house to this. G's up, hoes down. Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? You never heard that song? I've never heard of it. Who's oh, the artist here? Uh, his name is Snoop D O Double G. Dugga? Yeah, Dugga. Huh. Yeah, uh, turns out he's a really good Pop Warner coach. Oh, he's the co host of the Martha Stewart show. Right, that's, that's right. That's how I he know. He smokes him. on the pound and he gets Martha Got Stewart it. high. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Actually, I really love Snoop. I, love, I do too. I love that, like, little group. Yeah, like, I do too. Snoop and Snoop, Dre. Warren G. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nate Dog, all those guys. <laughs> Really great. Uh, I actually had Nate Dogg on. If I had one more song to play, it would be Regulate and Warren G. But, you know, uh, so, yeah. What, well, what's your last song? This is your big finish. I don't know. I kind of wanted to do Snoop, Ain't No Fun, because uh, I love, like, I like Doggy Style. But instead, like that. you're going to play Warren G, Regulate? Mm, no. <laughs> I think I'm going to play Biggie. I got Biggie, up right here. Because oh, I, like, I, I like Biggie. Okay, good. Um, and again, all in Biggie that. Papa? You going to play yeah. Love When You Call Me Big Papa? I am playing Big Pop. I was online yeah. too. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to finish it off with a classic, I think. Um, Smoking line optimals. <laughs> a good, another good podcast, if you want to listen to it, I feel like we've mentioned it before, is last podcast on the left did an episode on Biggie versus Tupac and their murders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great. And you find out whatever, I forget the name of the book that they took a lot of info from, but just a lot of really great background information on the history of hip hop and the history of these artists. And like Biggie came from a, um, like middle-class family. Oh yeah. Was very well adjusted kid, but then sings about like, or raps about, um, like having sardines for dinner, you know, but yeah. His mom claimed, no, he was a very well-fed, like... Clearly. Like, young boy. Yeah, obviously. St. Glandular um, at this point, my So, friend. you know, sometimes with hip-hop, like, a lot of these artists did have a lot of... 
Well, sure. You gang affiliation. Yeah, but then right. there was a lot of embellishment in the music as well, too. Of and course. I think Biggie was kind of one of those. Snoop was another one. But um, still Wait, love did we not play Tupac on this? Oh we didn't play gosh. Tupac, and I have Tupac here. I do, too. I feel like we could have gone. This is another one that was way too broad. Yeah, we should have narrowed it down. We should have said California hip hop. East Coast versus West Coast or something. Yeah. Well, we got it down to 90s, but there's so much that was like the era for it it too. So it should have just been the hits. We should have just played all hits. Dang it. You know what? We're learning as we go. Scratch it. We're starting all over again. And part two. And take two. Yeah, I got to go home. Okay. Uh, Okay. So here it is. Big Papa. Biggie. Goodbye. Fucking players. Jump in the rover and come over. Tell your friends, jump in the GF3. I got the chronic by the truth. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. To the honeys getting money, playing niggas like dummies. You gotta come up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby back. Yeah, I really like that song. Uh, I like uh, my only the only drawback of that song is that that P Diddy talking part in it, which is lame. But um, you know, his style and flow, I think it just fits that. And realistically, that's basically like a G funk. I mean, even the Moog riff, the keyboard mm-hmm. riff that's in it, it's taken right out of what Dre was doing. You yeah. know what I mean? So the fact that there's this manufactured war between these two, I mean, just dumb. It's just dumb that two people had to die really for no, for nothing. Because uh, both of those artists could have had a long, long career. I mean, totally. You know, totally. Tupac was so prolific, and it sucks we're not going to play him. We'll play him on an outro or something. Yeah. But definitely. he was so prolific and such a great writer that he could have had a huge career. And you know? I think. Biggie like looked up to Tupac. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, but uh, that's a shame. It's yeah. it's definitely a shame. But again, this is the biggest the biggest genre. So near misses uh, that didn't make it for me. Uh, Warren G, uh, Kid Frost, Cypress Hill, Nas, um, Tupac. Like we said, Eric B and Rakim. Uh, a lot of the ones we still had on the list um, were, you know, like I had little Kim on my list. Um, Another thing. So, uh, yeah. I uh, yeah. who are your near misses? ODB. Oh, uh, ODB. Uh, ODB would like, be good. Yeah. ODB. Um, NWA. Like. Oh, yeah. Tribe called Quest. Tri- like, yeah. Tri- I was yeah. Tribe called Quest, and I was thinking of De La Soul as well. Yeah, like we didn't um, get to any planets. of planets. There's a lot of those that were in that more. You know, somebody, you know what's funny is I was I was at Music Taste Good a couple of years ago when Diggable Planets was playing, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed their set. I was watching them, and uh, I was like, I like this. And we have a mutual friend who is a DJ um, that you and I know, and we won't, won't call his person out, but he said, he said, yeah, I don't know. It's not real hip-hop to me. And I'm like, wow, wow. okay, sh- okay, wow, that's... Okay. All right. All right. Diggable planets. Not real. Yeah. Hip-hop. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, but um, good episode. Hey, let's do a little uh, retractions from the last episode. Okay. Are you mean? We, do you mean we were wrong on something? I was wrong. I was wrong. Oh. I was wrong. So, uh, I had mentioned in the last episode, which was about cruising songs, right? Yes. And I had played a song by the Booyah Tribe. Uh, well, it was actually by the Transpants featuring the Booyah Tribe. Uh-huh. And I had mentioned that Skinhead Rob had died. And that's not true. 
Skinner Rob did not die. He's alive and kicking. He's alive. I thought he did, but apparently I thought he did. so too. Yeah. So. Um, and I couldn't find anything that said that he did. So I'm assuming he's alive and well. Although I thought he was dead. <laughs> so I apologies, Skinner Rob, and uh, also apologies to Tim Armstrong and Travis Barker. <laughs> yeah. People who are in bands with him. I I'm sorry about that. Um, not that you guys are listening, but. In case it's out there, it's out there. Uh, but and, come on our show. Yeah, and also we had mentioned, oh, gosh, now I forget. Dang it. There was something else where it was like, this is off their, I said this is off their first record, and it wasn't, and I knew it as soon as it came out of my mouth, but sometimes I freeform and just got screwed up, so I'll, I'll think of that one next it's time. It's okay. Don't be down on yourself. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying I want to be as accurate as possible with my lies. <laughs> what do you guys do on this podcast? You know, we drink and tell lies. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, hey, cool episode, yeah. bro. Yeah, we did pretty okay. We did okay. We did all right. It's a broad topic. We got to think of more obscure yeah. topics. Guys, if you have ideas for topics, please talk to us. Yeah. You can... I do have people that come up to me and say, here is a topic, here is this, here is that. We had one topic which we will probably do in the near future of cover songs that are better than the originals so yeah. i thought that was a good one um george pepe always has ideas he always hits me up with ideas um although his last idea was what if there was a it, it, it was on a tangent he said what if there was an opening band that just covered the headlinings band set and they did it really well it's and then very obscure and, and then they broke up after each of they had that, to like rechange their name every time it's more of a movie and i'm like that would be amazing i yeah. mean that'd be amazing and it would piss off a lot of people a lot of headlining bands but anyway um yeah so speaking of george uh listeners george pepe and norma Mm-hmm. Were our contest, not contest winners, but they were our one year birthday party giveaway winners. Giveaway winners. They each got um, a set of three mixtapes that we made from. We said that last week, though, right? I don't, we didn't announce the winners. I'm pretty sure we did. We did? Yeah, we did. We announced the winners last week? And Christina, just looking at you side eye right there. I don't think we announced the winners last we week. We did, because I remember saying it. As in on the podcast, we announced them. Yes, we did. We did. Well, we're announcing them again. Anyway. Anyways. And I got to meet Norma the other night. She actually came to And to be to fair, this isn't even coming out until two weeks from now. Or whatever. We just barely posted the winners. So. Yeah. Whatever. So. <laughs> My bad. Congratulations, George. Norma. I uh, got to hang out with Norma, actually, uh, yeah. the other night. And very nice, nice lady, her and her husband. They were really delightful. So, Perfect. Norma, shout out to you and your men's. And George Pepe, <laughs> shout out to you and the woman and your woman's your your lady friend, your your wife, your yeah. esposo. They're sweet. Esposa, esposa. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, that's it. That's we'll all you got. No more tangents. Okay. Yeah. That's it. No more tangents. This was right. Come back in the room. Episode. Okay. All right. I'll okay. see you guys next time. Bye bye. And bye. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mixtape Mixtape Podcast for show notes, pictures, and behind-the-scenes snaps. And while you're at it, head over to the website, <laughs> mixtapemixtapepodcast.com, for complete playlists as well as links to all the spot- songs on Spotify. Just know that I worked really hard on putting all those playlists up, and I have feelings. Or did you work really hard at avoiding other responsibilities? Shut up. Just don't forget to tell your friends. One more thing, we know you're busy people, but go ahead and click to review and give us a five-star rating or comment on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. Thanks, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Cue the banter.
Cue the banter. Yeah. Wait. Mm. Mm. <laughs> how do we? How do you take it too uh, far, Mike? Sorry. Oh God. Um. Whatever. Welcome back uh, to that's our no way show. To start. Scratch that shit. You got to start with some kind of high energy. Okay. We All have right. to start with some. Ready. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, boy. <laughs> I just need to... Mike. Sorry. 